0: Thank you for tuning in to The Balanced Creative. Please check out breathingspacecreative.com, where you will find access to all of our episodes, the Nourishing Word blog, our Thrive coaching program, the Rise author care and wellness program, the Forever Writers Club, and all kinds of fabulous tools to help you become a balanced creative. The Balanced Creative Podcast is edited and produced by Mar Tizak. My name is Shalene Knight, and I am founder of Breathing Space Creative Literary Studio, where we focus on building balance in our creative lives through mindset work, clarity, and healthy processes. I'm a writer, entrepreneur, publishing professional, a parent, and a huge lover of laughter, joy, and living my best life. Let's get down to it. In today's episode of The Balanced Creative, I hope to inspire you to flip the narrative on how you manage stress by calling on your creativity. So, not going to lie, I've probably picked, selected, chosen one of the most stressful ways to earn a living, being an entrepreneur. And then adding the creative hat of the writer to the mix. Whose idea? was this. And I think it's fair to say that we all have been taught to view stress in a negative light. And we've fallen into the narrative that when we are stressed out, it should be or it's supposed to be a terrible time. Like it has to be a terrible time. That's what stress is. And that's what we've been conditioned to believe. But what if we wanted to unlearn this? Stress is natural it's always going to exist. And it's definitely important that we acknowledge that. And when it comes to figuring out what we want to focus on, if we're inside of a stressful time, we often think we don't have, I guess, a choice in what we're focusing on. And I want to try to alleviate or change that just a little bit, because we're often focused on trying to eliminate stress, like let's totally get rid of this thing that holds us back from our creative practice, but it's impossible to do that. So instead, we need to find and seek out creative and resourceful ways to manage it. So again, we're not trying to alleviate or just totally get rid of stress because that's not possible. Instead, we're trying to find creative ways to manage it. So we all want to experience growth and change, whether that's in our writerly pursuits or whether that's with the self, but change doesn't come without stress. That's one thing we have to get familiar with. We need to get a little bit close to growth and change do not come without stress and and growth and change definitely do not come without doing the work. So here's something I found really interesting while I was doing a little bit of research on this topic and for my Thrive coaching program. Stress affects everything and it takes us out of the present moment and we end up focusing only on the stress itself. So again, we don't have all of these different opportunities to zoom out of stress immediately and ignore it and just keep going about our daily lives. We have to slow down and acknowledge that it is there. But how fascinating that it doesn't allow us to be present. And yet we seem so focused on this thing or this idea of stress. So let's go ahead and break that down just a little bit by looking at creativity. So creativity is the opposite of stress. Creativity requires you to be present. You have to be in the moment. Creativity improves our well-being. But we also know that we can find our inspiration inside of a stressful moment. So think about that for a moment and maybe try to go back to a time where you felt stress, but there was still creation that happened and maybe not inside of that exact moment, but somewhere around that stressful time, you did create or you did do something creative. So it is possible to transfer stress into creative energy. So I've worked with many a writer who bought into the idea that they must only create in calm waters and that everything must be ideal before writing could even be their focus. And I thought this way too. I believed this heavily that I must eliminate all stress from my world in order to create. But when I looked back at my history of creation, As it related to completing my projects, I could see that there was never a period without stress. So let me go ahead and just say that again. When I look back at my own creative history in terms of the projects that I've completed, there was never a solid period without stress. So with that knowledge, I started to focus on what I had control over, how I responded to stress. And I used that as an entry point into creativity. So sometimes I think we look at stress only as, you know, being these big, difficult situations, but stress is small. It's also micro. And that's why it's around us all the time, because it's not just these big eye opening situations. It's also these teeny tiny small things. And I like to focus on finding ways to be creative about being creative. So maybe if I'm feeling nervous about a money issue, And it's been weighing on me uh, and I can shift from maybe I can shift from deep focus research for my book to something light like journaling and see where that takes me. So in other words, I think if we simply lessen the pressure on ourselves, but still keep one foot in those creative waters, that's a really great way to sort of manage and work around the stress without ignoring it. And without holding yourself to these kind of unrealistic expectations. So again, shifting the focus. What is it that you would have been working on? And now this overbearing stressful situation is here. How can you shape shift the way you're you're being creative so that you're not letting it go completely? So I once spoke to a writer who had just recently lost a family member. Now think about that for a minute, like that is the ultimate stress, the ultimate life-shattering stress. Um, and when she spoke to me about why she was still writing, it was because she had already started to view writing as part of her, like something that she couldn't just remove, right? So it's like an arm or a leg, like you're not just gonna one day just rip that from your body. I mean, so, so she was thinking of this as what well, she likened, Drinking a glass of water with writing. So she said something along the lines of, I would never deny myself uh, a week of water, or I would never say to myself for one full week, I, I can't drink a glass of water. And so she was looking at her writing in the same way. And I never forgot that. And I've been sharing that same idea or that same concept ever since. And it really just got me thinking, you know, when things get tough, why is it that our writing always gets pushed to the back burner? Or if you're in a different creative field, why is it that suddenly that's the first thing that you need to drop? Because you need to raise or focus on, you know, the bits that you don't really have control over. And I've had conversations with so many writers who, you know, still think that way and they want to drop everything and focus on the stress. And so I think there's a lot of uh, work to be done on self-trust. I think there's a lot of work to be done around the guilt that comes from continuing to create while the world may be crumbling around us. But if we think back to why we started writing or creating in the first place, it obviously ain't for the buckets of money, right? Especially in the writing and publishing industry. So we need to go back to that why. Hold it close. Find ways to slow down. Acknowledge the stress and redirect that energy. So again, this is not about ignoring or deflecting. It's about managing and holding what you can realistically hold without giving away the biggest part of yourself, which should be that creative self. If you've prioritized it and you've done all of this work and you're listening to this podcast, chances are this is a priority. Your creative practice is a priority for you. So at Breathing Space Creative, we use the alert method simply as a way to slow down. So I know sometimes we read these acronyms or these phrases or these Generic ways of saying things. And we always want to think, oh, that's not going to work for me. That's too general, right? But these things are meant to be general because they are an entry point. And once you are inside of this general idea, that is when the specificity kicks in because now you've got to take action and you've got to do so as it relates to your specific situation. So the alert method is simply a way to slow down long enough to acknowledge the stress or the negative thought and find a way to move out of it. So Because it is this slowing down that will allow you to move from doing or reacting to being present. And we know that that is a huge part of creativity. So the alert method is A, acknowledge the feeling. And that could be as simple as writing it down, verbalizing it, texting to a friend like, hey, I've got this thing happening right now. You know, that can, that acknowledgement can take any shape that you want it to take. The L, listening to that feeling. So what does that mean? It means taking that feeling and just expanding on it. What is it trying to tell you? What do you need? Maybe you need to sit down. You need to lay down. You need to go for a walk. You need to rant. You need to do whatever. What is that feeling telling you? And then we have the A. Ask yourself why you feel this way. And this is an important step for me because as a slow processor, I don't always have this information right away. So sometimes I have to come back to myself the next day and ask, why, am, why was I feeling that particular way? And that feeling for me can often shift just in that amount of time that I've given myself to breathe and think about it. And then we have the R, remind yourself of positive affirmations. And this is the one that I think I get the most pushback from people. It's like, oh, affirmations, what's that going to do? But again, we're trying to do this work of rewiring our brain and we're trying to tell ourselves a different story. We've spent, and I don't know how old you are as a listener, I am 41 years old and I've spent 41 years of my life absorbing other stories and narratives and speaking negatively about myself, about my process, about my decisions, about where I'm going. And guess how long it's gonna take to unlearn that? And the unlearning starts with changing how we speak to ourselves and looking closely at language. So this can be a very deep step. It doesn't have to be general. Apply your own spin to it, but the general aspect of it is your entry point in. If it is too specific, how many people are going to be able to enter into this as a starting point, right? So that is what the the general approach is meant to do. And then we have the first T, take action. So what does that mean? That might mean figuring out what you need to do to pull yourself out of this moment of stress just for enough Time or to give yourself enough time to work on something creative or to do something outside of the things you don't have control over, right? Because usually stressful things or stressful situations cause you to just sit inside of negative feelings. You're not really proactively doing anything about the stress. You're just allowing yourself to sit inside of it because you think in your mind, if I'm not sitting inside this stress, I'm ignoring it, which is not the case. So take action is a really important step. And then the final T, is track the amount of time you spend in that emotion. And this is a great one. Um, And this is pretty much, you know, the the driving force behind the Thrive Coaching Program, which is to track the amount of time you spend in that emotion because you will see over time that it starts to shrink. So perfect example, I used to have an extreme fear of public speaking. Like I would just be frozen friends and now pretty much everything I do (laughs) is public speaking. But I would spend, like if I knew I had an event or something or some place where I had to be or present, let's say that was a month ahead, I would spend that entire month, 30 days, feeling anxiety, sweating being terrified, not being able to eat properly. Like it was just really bad to the point where it was like, how could anyone live their life like this? And the closer to the event that I got, the worse the anxiety would get. And I can't imagine now spending a month like that. Now I'm saying yes to things. I have my tools. I love being out there talking about all kinds of things. And the amount of time that I spend being anxious is probably like five minutes before it happens and then I'm good to go. So going from one month of extreme anxiety to five minutes of very small nerves or very small amount of of nervousness is huge. And that's what we want to track because this is never going to go away. If I have uh, anxiety about doing these things, it's not ever going to 100% disappear. And that is not realistic to ever uh, make anyone assume that. So really thinking about tracking the amount of time you spend in that emotion is everything. So this is what we can do with stress as well as we start to flip the narrative, as we start to slow down and look at what we have control over, what takes our energy, and even looking at how creativity has allowed us to move through some stressful situations. So it can be quite a powerful thing. Start thinking about this. Uh, It's something that I I value and something that we value a lot at Breathing Space Creative. We're always talking about how we can be creative inside of stressful moments. So I want to take just a minute to go ahead and slip into a mindset minute. When you slow down enough to spend time acknowledging the difficult moments, the easier it is to find creative ways out of them. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure talking to all of you about stress and creativity, and uh, I look forward to the next episode. And remember, mindset is everything.